Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A record-tying night in Cleveland. The Indians have matched the American League record. They have won 20 in a row. The final tonight, the Cleveland Indians 2, the Detroit Tigers nothing. Wild thing. You make my butt sting. That's how you're going to start a show? That Come on. That's the best wild thing line from Major League. Yeah, but you're immediately talking about your butt. You that's not good butt- for America. Uh, I should be you. I should bring up a dead guy. Oh, uh, you know who died recently? Let me tell you. Just because we can start the show with someone who died. I hope they're all dead. <laughs> Bob Knight agrees. <laughs> it is the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Yes, make it 20 in a row for the Cleveland Indians. Clue bot tonight. 
a 2 nothing shutout over the Detroit Tigers. 20 straight wins tying the 2002 Oakland A's for most consecutive victories all time. If they made a Moneyball movie out of the 2002 A's, they'll have to make a new movie this year. I don't know what you do, but maybe it's the you know Major League you know, 30-year anniversary. It's all the old guys come out. and I mean, they just did that photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, ready. you got to have something to commemorate this. Brilliant, I tell you. Corey Kluber, complete game shutout. And over the course of the year at Progressive Field, 9-2 and two with a 1.93 ERA. Mm. Last Indians pitcher with a sub-2 ERA and pitching over 100 innings. All the way back to Sudden Sam McDowell. Wow. In 1968. Sudden Sam. When the mound was flat. <laughs> uh, we have a, a big thing coming out of this game in a second. But first, we have the audio of how the Indians scored one of their runs tonight. Oh, boy. Want to give you that, too. Again, 2 nothing game. Runs Can't wait were, to hear this. Runs were at a premium for the Indians tonight. Just two runs for Klubot. Here's one of them. Haywood swings and crushes one towards South America. Tomlinson's going to need a visa to catch this one. It is out of here, and there's nothing left but a vapor trail. <laughs> Indian Radio Network. Got to give it its proper attribution. That's what we're talking about. 20 in a row, though. I mean, you talk about the, the way the Dodgers were rolling, and obviously mm-hmm. it's reverse course, and, and they've gone backwards as we watch them. Right now, bases loaded, trying to get to Johnny Cueto here early in the game after playing into the wee hours of the morning yesterday. But you know, that got all the hype. The Indians, because of the advent of the new college football season, the NFL coming back, all the things off the field, Ezekiel Elliott and go on down the line having to do with the NFL, it's been a very quiet 20-game winning streak. <laughs> well, number one, because... Football is here. Number two, yeah. it's the Indians and not the Dodgers, which mm-hmm. look, as much as we love the year last year, oh, it's the Indians and the Cubs, two long-suffering franchise. We told the Indians were so much the 1A to the Cubs. Oh, no, that was, that was the, this. yeah, we've got six bands on the marquee, and that's the one playing at 3 p.m. <laughs> when the headliner's coming on at 11. No, this is like saying, you know, uh, uh, LeBron James has gone to you know you know every year when, when the when the, when the Cavaliers go to the finals. Oh, don't forget who else has gone to six fights like you know LeBron James. This is this is what it is. I mean, the Indians were such the number two story on this because we've seen them in the World Series before. We've seen them there. The Cubs were the big thing. Look, it's it's a quiet thing because it's the Indians and it's a time in baseball when we've gone from being into baseball every single day to now we're ready for the postseason which is why the Dodgers losing streak is just really starting to gain national momentum now because we're in we're in the the dead time. I mean for a handful of teams they're competing for the second wild card. You got three teams I think within three and a half games of each other in the American League and and it's you know for those cities it's a it's a big deal every night, but for most everybody else it's okay, you know, we're we're, we're at football now and and baseball is kind of taking a back seat. Well, you make a note about a prospect who has a big night, and you start looking ahead to next year and selling people hope and change and all those th- fun things uh, ahead of time. But otherwise, you're just playing out the street. Are you running for something? You're selling hope and change? What are you running for? Seemed to work before. What are you, what are you running for? I don't know. That seemed to work in the Gas in political and milk. sphere. Gas and milk. See, you if want someone to can make me change. a cool poster that says hope and change on it, I might be able to win. You want to run hope and change. I want to run on gas and milk. Elect me president. Gas and milk will be under $2 a gallon. Everything else I'll figure out. Gas and milk under $2 a gallon. Oh, and um, 
every day after the Super Bowl would be a holiday. What are you running for, student body president? That's no, I about, can win on that. That's that's what's going to get. I you. win on. I win on. I get the moms, everybody for the milk and the, the gasoline. I, I get everybody. Yeah, Gas but there's so many choices on milk. It, it milk doesn't work the same way anymore. Now there's soy and almond and all, all these of other that. things. Nope, but all of that milk. Nope, all of that milk. The aisle of milk is bigger than the frozen aisle mm. anymore. <laughs> you said that like Homer. Mm, the aisle. I of wonder milk. if uh, Jamel Hill would vote for you. Oh <laughs> wow, Frostburg <laughs> from way downtown comes well, back from the <laughs> Monday night football <laughs> game and he. Wheels a giant Harley Quinn side novelty mallet. <laughs> we will get, Wham! We'll get to the Jamel Hill story coming up in about 10 minutes. But here's the big takeaway from tonight's Indians game. The Indians going for MLB record tonight. They get their 20th win. Every Indians fan I've seen in my timeline on social media or whatever, oh, look at this, look at this, we don't get enough respect. How many fans were at the ballpark tonight to watch the Indians Go for Major League Baseball history. 18,500. Not two, not three, not four. Is the answer A, they played to capacity. B, they played beyond capacity. Standing room only seats now that would be went something. for a lot of money on the open market or on the dark web. Is it C, they played just below capacity but really, really close? Or D, did they have 24,000 people and that's about 66%? If you said D, you are correct. Capacity is 35,200. I mean, really? You you played a 66% capacity on a night you are setting baseball history. So A night you'll Tuesday never night. see again. doesn't matter. It's a night and you the will Dodgers never see again. Oh, right. Yes. Here in the Geico Studios. I mean, I, that's I, double than what the 49ers had at their home opener. <laughs> yeah, but the 49ers' stadium is really hot. I mean, the seats melt between 1 and 4 o'clock p.m. on Sundays. It's very, very dangerous place to sit. I mean, maybe, I mean, they've got a whole um, umbrella check stand. Yeah, just don't people drink wear milk those, and you're good. <laughs> milk was a bad idea. I mean, maybe if people are at home hitting refresh on LeBronJames.com going, is there an announcement coming? Is there an announcement coming? Is there an announcement coming? LeBron maybe they were very happy with the Browns only losing by three. But, I mean, really? 66% capacity on a night that is baseball history? What What else are you doing in Cleveland? And Kluber. What else, on the doing, what else are you doing in Cleveland? I mean, really, what else are you doing rock in Cleveland? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, I, you, you can skip the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and go see the Indians. I mean, really. I mean, you're, so you're now talking. you got me curious. I'm going to go on uh, secondary ticketing sites and see what's going on in the greater I Cleveland mean, they play 60, that's, two out of, that's one out of every three seats was unoccupied. Because I did that math in my head. You see that's that, pretty that? good, buddy. 66. I, did, I like that. That's, that. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, impressive. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's not like you see this all the time because – the Indians have won 20 in a row. The Browns have won 20 games since 2012. How about that? Since 2012, the Browns have won 20 games. I mean, on Thursday, Guns N' Roses just won is that quick and low. No, that's, that's Thursday. That's not tonight. Sunday, Katy Perry's no, there. No, it doesn't. You know, uh, TJ, the Indians. Maybe they're saving their, their time out. The Indians no longer a dark horse to get to 20 wins. Maybe the Dark, Indians. No, Dark Horse is George Harrison. You were looking for Dead Horse. No, no, Dark Horse. No, Katy Perry's Dark Horse. Oh, I went to the I'm Guns coming at you like a dog. Yeah, no, I was still in the Guns Rose. Are you ready? No, but Katy Perry's I didn't, I didn't think you, I think you'd go to the. No, better than better than Dead Horse? No, TJ, not even close. One, one host is hot, one host is cold on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> TJ. <laughs> TJ. 
I kissed a girl and I left. So that's what gets Leather. me. Is that, that's what gets me is the attendance for this. You know, everybody everybody wants to push up that their fan base is the best. And I, and I get that. And I understand that because there's pride you want to have. We did this. We look, But I look at it and go, really? You had, you had, you had 24,000 fans at the game tonight? Really? Baseball history. Baseball. You will never see this again. There's a reason why. Teams don't win 20 games in a row. The last we do it was 15 years ago. Yeah, but for You're those 24,000 people, it's special. For anybody else that's able to get themselves one of those tickets Boo. that was unsold, it'll Boo. be a nice souvenir that'll get framed and put on somebody's wall. I was there. Boo. I was there. I was on the third base line. Look at my ticket stuff. <laughs> Unless I was sitting home watching the season premiere of some bad reality show. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's you're, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Now you're just going after the people of Cleveland. I'm just saying, very hateful. Cleveland. You know, we have a history here stop, with people from Cleveland here. Stop with it's a school night. I mean, you don't have to bring kids to a game. Yeah, you don't have but to. That's what oh, I'm talking a, about right there. It's a school night. Uh, the kids can stay home. You can go to a game. It's a work night. No boo. No beer. Don't tell me how great Cleveland fans are. Boo. You're channeling your inner Ben Mauer, going after the good people of Cleveland. For many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract to pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes, even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. Uh, If you worked PR for the Indians, would you say we had a full house tonight when we didn't? Yes, I'd find a way to make it up. Ah, you get the job. You can review applicants, take notes, schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new sponsors, or new users rather, a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates can see it. You want to make a great hire fast? This exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Coming up next... We get into the hot sports conversation of the night. It's about politics, but it's not about politics. It's about being protected. It's about keeping your job. It's about all of these things. We reveal it next on Fox. Having the time of his life. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. Uh, The Dodgers. And the Giants tied at one apiece. The Dodgers trying to break that losing streak on a night. The Indians won their 20th in a row. Clayton Kershaw has just doubled off the wall and screamed like a banshee coming into second base off of Johnny Cueto. Got to get that primal scream in sometimes. Usually before final exams, and that's what it feels like here for the Dodgers. Losers of 11 straight. Last win coming, Clayton Kershaw couple turns back in the rotation. He's salty and angry, and he's been ticked off since he got pulled in the fourth inning his last time out. Now, before we get to the big, hot sports topic of the night, I want to ask, are you single? Are you dating on match? If you are single and not dating on match, you're really missing out. Start searching, connecting for free today at match.com. That's match.com, match.com, M-A-T-C-H dot com. Rebecca. Jamel Hill is someone who I worked with a little bit at ESPN. 
Mm-hmm. She's very nice. I like her. Very knowledgeable. She does a great job. In a tiny bit of hot water tonight, after a huge tweet storm about President Trump, leading off about how President Trump is a white supremacist and going on from there about That's a pretty big lead-off point that's a big right lead. there. That's, that's a whole... That's, that, a, that's not burying the lead. That is just a, putting your feelings yes. right out there. That's a home run on the first pitch of the game, and it's like, wow, okay, so we're, 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 things are serious now. Uh, things went on from there. She got into it with some people on Twitter about Donald Trump, his policies, and got very in-depth. She hasn't been suspended. ESPN talked to her about the situation, and now apparently that situation has been remedied. Even Colin Kaepernick weighed in on it a few minutes ago saying, Jamel Hill, we stand with you. This is not about politics. It's easy to make this story about politics, but it really isn't. It's like Friday Night Lights, the TV show. You could say, yes, it's a show about high school football, but it really was about the characters, and the backdrop was football. It could have been a debate club. It could have been a chess club. It could have been a baseball team. It just happened to be football. The backdrop here just happens to be politics, okay? Because this is not, you think it's a political conversation, but it's not. This is about certain people who can say and get away with saying anything they want to when for everybody else that does the same thing for a living, the end zone is in a different place, right? Linda Cohn got suspended by ESPN a few a couple months ago when she gave her opinion about ESPN and there was all the big questions about ESPN being a left-leaning liberal television network and and you know Linda Cohn gave her opinions on it and she was told to stay home and think about what you said and here's Jamel Hill who comes out and says the president's a white supremacist and says well we talked to Jamel about this look this is this is this is not about anything else other than we and we mentioned this even last night on the show when you are loved from up high, whatever you do for a living, you can do things like this and keep your job. And I'm incredibly jealous because there's no way I could say something like that and keep my job. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. But when you are loved high up, and it has nothing to do with how much money you make for a network or how much money you are, it doesn't matter. Because as you see, look what happened to Bill O'Reilly. Look what happens to a lot of guys for different reasons who get pushed out. It happens that way. Certainly, Jamel does the Sports Center Six. You know, her star is on the rise, but it doesn't matter. When you are loved high up, it makes no difference. You can do things and be protected. And so certain things like this, it there's no real rhyme or reason why something someone says is merited with just, we took care of it, and then another time it's a suspension, and another time it's someone's fired. I mean, there really is. Like I said, part of me, I'm jealous. I wish I could, I could be loved as, like this where I could say things, anything. And even if it's something like this, whatever it is, it's going to cause you know people on both sides of the, the, the political side to flip out on, on what's happening. You know, I'd love to be able to say and, and be able to keep my job, but I couldn't. I could. There was one time when I was at ESPN when I did a segment on Bud Selig and – I criticized Bud Selig and, and uh, about a couple of things and decisions that he made. Morally, he was one of the worst. He's the worst commissioner in sports history. And the day after I said it, I went over it with my boss, my program director at the time, and he said to me, "You know, this is something that if Bud Selig heard it, I don't know that I could save your job." And I said, "What do you mean, save my job?" Because I gave 
reasons why Bud Selig was a bad moral Christian morally. I, I gave my reasons because it's just if he listened, I don't know that I could save your job. Meaning that you know because I hosted a program that was on late at night, I I, I couldn't save your job. But someone else, if it was Colin or Mike and Mike or Mike Tariq or whoever else was on the air, then they would do all they could to save their jobs. Somebody up high liked them enough to be able to save their jobs. So even though this seems like it's political, it's really not. It's really about when someone gets in trouble for saying something. And now with Twitter, it's not just athletes who get a little bit you know, outside the box. It's people on the air. It's us. It's Sports Talk Radio hosts. It's everybody. Now that this happens, this, everybody's got to worry about it. But now you see the playing field isn't level for everybody. And that's too bad. Because for some people, you got to realize you are extremely lucky. She's lucky she didn't get fired. I, I was stunned she didn't get fired. I thought for sure. I said, oh, my God, she's done. She, she called the president a white supremacist on social media. And it's not the Twitter. Twitter's not different from who you are. If you use social media as to what you do for a living, that's who you are. And that's, you know, that's protecting the shield of wherever you work. And so there's no difference there. There's no difference between Twitter and, and what you say on a show because you're representing that company where you're, you are, quote, protecting the shield. I was stunned that she didn't get fired, and that's the first thing I thought of is that thing about in the media the last few days, people that have, or in the last few weeks and months, whenever people in the media get in trouble, and you think, well, this, this is, they're going to get fired, and then they don't. And you're like, oh, boy, that person got fired for that? That didn't seem like it was that big a deal. If you are protected, if someone loves you high up for whatever reason, whether they like what you do on the air or you go and hang out with them afterwards, uh, it, they text you all the time and you text them back, whatever it is, if you are loved high up, you can say things like this and you can get embroiled in controversy that's outside the sports box and you can keep your job. She's incredibly lucky and only a few people, and I, I'm talking maybe, maybe 20, 25 people in the, in the world of sports and broadcast that could get away with that. Yeah, as we sit here in the Geico studios, we, we pull, pull it back and just think about star treatment at whatever your job may be, right? We, we watch how the NFL is, is wading through personal conduct policies and creating new rules and, and administering punishments and, and going through that entire process, right? We've watched it play out for the last few years and certainly the last decade under Roger Goodell's watch. And in each team, right, guys that, well, we need him to play, so he'll get suspended for what, a, a series or a quarter as opposed to a guy who's a little deeper on the depth chart, he gets a full game, maybe two games. Got to send a message so you go all the way through. And and go through any other job. You might be a jackass at the company holiday party. <laughs> if you're the top salesman, no matter what you said to the wife's boss, you know, the, the boss's wife, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're, you're protected. It, it can work in any way of life as you're driving or whatever you're doing this evening. We thank you for joining us here at Fox Sports Radio. In this particular instance, you know, as you know, there, there's hierarchies, whether it's sales, ratings, your stars on the rise, that, that you're the person that they brought in, which means if they go, you go, or suddenly mm-hmm. your neck is suddenly exposed to your bosses, and you've got to do some explaining, so you try to settle it as you can. Like, I, I can't say I'm terribly familiar with the work, and, and it's not about, you know, how well someone does their job right now. You know, this is... Social media is brand extension. We, we hear about it from, from kids applying to colleges. 
right now of, you know, prospective administrators looking at what they've posted on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And that's part of your personal brand. And certainly once you're in a job, it extends to your employers and then they have to decide, is this good for the company? And hey, and And in this particular case, and you know what? They may have decided from a national conversation perspective, this is good for the company. This is, and this, and that's the thing. This is phenomenal for her career. Right, still hasn't taken it down. It's still up on Twitter. This is phenomenal for her career, which makes me, you know, I was thinking about this driving in tonight. It's like, you know what? Maybe doing something outlandish like this. Like I said, it could be politics. It could have been anything. Doing something outlandish, even if it results in a suspension for you from what you do, is still a great move for your career. You know, no matter what, no matter what it is, because. Hey, if you're in the news for being suspended for something, as long as it's not something that's incredibly illegal and you wind up you harming people for, it, it works out. It helps you. It helps you. Because, look, it, was anybody – how many people were talking about Ryan Rossillo before what happened in, in Jackson Hole? In the, but then it happens that he winds up getting drunk and going in, in somebody's condo, and then what happens? He gets suspended for five days when we're in a at, – it's at the end of the summer ratings book. So he has a week off, whatever it is. But then everybody wants to hear what's he going to say when he comes back, and he comes back on the air and so it's. I'm not. This is good for your career. Things like this, and this is what's backwards, is that you can say and do things like this, and it turns out to be a positive for you. It turns out. Now I don't. I don't envy Jamel Hill what people are saying to her on Twitter, which oh, is no, completely outlandish yeah, and exactly. it's awful. But for her career now, I mean, look, she's trending on Twitter. Colin Kaepernick's got her back now. It's it's become a political thing. When really it's 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 not a, it's about something else. But this is great. Part of me thinks I should do something to get suspended. What can I what can I do to get suspended? It'll help me. I'll, I'll make all the blogs. They'll blog about me. I'll be on TMZ. I'll be on a Yard Barker. I'll be on Deadspin. You know, uh, hopefully it'll be Jason Smith and not Fox Sports Radio host. But you know, I can't control that. Like if I go, you know, if 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 I do something and you know I, I kidnap Tom Looney for a while, you know, and I, I make him you know broadcast from my house. I don't know. I'm just saying. What if I do something? What you you got that ISDN set up so he can sound crystal clear like he's coming over the $5,000 microphone? <laughs> what if I do that? I, 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 See, Ludy, he liked that. <laughs> I mean, what, what, Looney, what, what can we do? I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, they'll, they'll talk all about us, Looney. Well, uh, there's several things you can do. You can get arrested. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. a lot of that lately. Okay. All right. You know, like if I, like, if I like, take off all my clothes yes. at Dodger Stadium and go on a rant about Yasiel Puig. Go in Wyoming. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Or in Wyoming. I mean it. Suspension as a career move sometimes works. Well, speaking of suspension, guys, John Bones Jones is a two-time loser. Results of his B-sample from UFC 215 have come back. His B-sample also tested positive for steroids, Russian Dianabol, something that's really, really hard to take accidentally. John Bones Jones may be a two-time loser, but he's no Dodger. L.A. Dodgers have lost 11 in a row. They're looking to make it 12 in a row tonight in San Francisco's China Basin. Oh, look at this. The Dodgers have the lead. The Dodgers are winning a baseball game. Top of the fourth inning in San Francisco. Dodgers in front of the Giants. 4-1. to one. L.A. Dodgers and the Cleveland Indians are headed in two different directions. A record time! They have 
won 20 in a row. The final tonight, the Cleveland Indians 2, the Detroit Tigers nothing. Tom Hamilton with the call on one of America's great rock and roll stations, WMMS Cleveland. Houston Texans have a new starting quarterback again. Rookie quarterback Deshaun Watson will start Thursday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Watson took first-team reps in practice today. You think Sergio Dip had a bad night last night on Monday Night Football, stuttering and stammering his way through his sideline report? Well, you should hear every Jason Smith show on Fox Sports Radio. That's what you should hear. Here's two guys to stammer their way through every segment, but they still sound great, and they bring it every night. It's Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. Thank you, Mr. Sure. Appreciate it. Grumbling, stumbling, yeah, bumbling. Yeah, wrong a little stammering. I was born stammering. <laughs> staggering? Not staggering, but stammering. Definitely. Okay. I'm a stammerer, as I'm assuming you've noticed. Thank you, Mr. I, I, sure. I, I appreciate that. As I stammer, I, 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 uh, yes. uh, TJ. Yo también. Uh, meanwhile. Nicely done. In the next five minutes, uh, you're going to hate Sergio Dip. You are the guy who made all kinds of headlines last night. My God, we spent the entire show talking about the guy who made Having his, the time of his life. Who made his debut on Monday Night Football with the Chargers and the Broncos and delivered a 30-second report that continues today to live in infamy. Beth, Coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL. And here he is having the time of his life this night making his head coaching debut. No. So there was Sergio Dip last night. Monday Night Football on ESPN. Beth Mowen's Rex Ryan. We mentioned the end of the show last night. How does ESPN not go back to the kid? Uh, kid, guys, 29. How do you not go back to the guy so he can do a report and redeem himself a little bit? And I felt bad for him. And then I saw his apology video today. He put up on social media, TMZ had it, asking for a second chance to do a better job. And I clicked on it, and this is what I saw. Making my debut as a minority on American national TV the biggest stage out there on the most heartfelt day in this great country made up by immigrants and on some people's perspective it all went wrong but i truly meant no disrespect because all i wanted to do was to show some love to this two historical head coaches hopefully i'll have another chance and be sure i'll make the most out of it historical head coaches it's a rocky story that Having he's building the here. time of his life. Uh, you know, I saw this, and the seriousness with which he's staring at the camera and reading his statement about how he wanted to make this on 9-11, so he's kind of like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm doing the Rick Pitino thing. You know, on 9-11, how dare you say this about, you know, don't forget about 9-11. Anything that happens with Rick Pitino, it's, you know, 9-11 happened. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, now, now I can't stand the guy because he puts out a video that was a pity party that was saying all I wanted to do was show honor and and commitment to these historical coach. Vance Joseph is a first-year head coach of the Broncos. He was a quarterback in college. He was a defensive back in the pros. That was your job. 
to introduce the world to Vance Joseph because everybody else knows him, but the purpose was we'll get you on the air. All you got to do is say, thanks, Beth. Thanks, Rex. Hey, Vance Joseph coaching his first game for the Denver Broncos. He's a local guy, went to the University of Colorado, was a quarterback in college, defensive back in the National Football League, and now here he is. As I told, talked to him earlier in the game, he's having the time of his life coaching Denver. Now back up to you in the booth. That's all you got to do. You're not bringing honor. You're not reading something. This is all you have to do, and yet now – now he makes me hate him because now it, it's like this is a whole thing that's pushed forward that now I've realized I have people's attention and I can talk very slow and say, this is what I wanted to do. This was my my dream to be on national. Oh, c- give me a break now. Give me a break now. I mean, really? I mean, just say, hey, I biffed it. I'm sorry. I blew it. Give me another chance. I'd love to do it. No, but, but that's shit. We talked about it last night. History and how I want, you know, I want, I'm trying to pay honor. And now you make me not like you. Now you make me realize, uh, now, are you just in, was this whole thing planned? Did 9-11 plan? and Did immigration you, and yeah. the whole thing. It's I like, mean, really? You I get it. And we, and we talked about I mean, it last night. He's, he's a non-native speaker. He's from Mexico. Went to Syracuse in Monterey. Got to make sure you have your Syracuse tie there. And, and certainly... As we discussed it last night, it couldn't have been easy. Might have memorized the minute or 35 seconds or whatever he was going to say. And in the moment, producers are in his ear. I mean, Frostberg was working the Monday night game. He knows how hectic things get. You got a lot of voices, a lot of things going on. And they're probably saying, hey, you know what? You got to be quick because they're coming back to the line of scrimmage. So get him on, get him over, get him in. And he got flustered. And it happens to everybody, no matter how much training they've had in this business, because that was the thing today. Everybody, yeah, you wouldn't be able to do that, you jerk, standing on a sideline, whatever. Like anybody that's ever done sideline work or worked a game or done anything in the media decided to go after any fan that had a comment. It's like, exactly. You're trained for the job. And he's been trained to do the job. Here, it just didn't work. So now to, to have this sullen... I can't wait to get my second opportunity and everything else. Like, all right, just just own that that it well, didn't I mean, work it, out it well. Was so fake and oh, phony. no, because oh, because that was it though. Like he'd won on, bad for but, the guy but last he'd night. won, but he'd won on Twitter right last night with the the AOK and whatever else, the little self deprecating things he put on Twitter. It was an endearing thing that he'll be fine. And then this just it it turns people. People realize failing upwards is a thing. I can fail upwards. And that's, you know, whether, no matter, look, we talked about Jamel Hill a few minutes ago, and now we have Sergio Dip. And just when I watched the, when I watched the guy do it, I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, like, were you, are you, I felt like I was watching an audition tape. All right, now, Sergio, uh, for the role, you got to be really upset, really full of emotion about things and, and, and how, and, and, you know, give, give me something, give me something with gravitas. Did he it. have tweezers in his pocket like Joey Tribbiani <laughs> on Friends? <laughs> So I squeeze myself, Chandler, so I can cry on cue. Frostberg, got- what do you got? How did he not just go and Rex? By the way, Vance Joseph has the most beautiful feet. <laughs> really beautiful feet. Rex, let's go back up to you. Stop staring at Beth Moen's feet, Rex. Rex, Rex, come on, Rex. He would have broken the internet. That would have been a hundred times better than that Kim Kardashian. He, he could have thrown back up and said, "Rex, I'm going to go get a snack." Okay, all right, we'll talk to you later on. You mind if I? Uh, no, no, no. That? Collinsworth was talking about <laughs> snacks, Harrison, on Sunday night. But this, this video, it just no, I, it, it's it's awful. It makes you hate him. It makes you hate him. This was a horrible idea. 
by someone who says, oh, I have everybody's attention, so now I'm going to give you this fake pity party and just, oh, I, I, I wanted to do this for, for, really? It was your first job to do something Monday Night Football, and you biffed it. And now you give me this fake story? I, really? Really? I mean, that, that's how I feel. And, and, you know, now I feel bad that I defended him last night. Big thing on diversity they put him in a immigration and everything else. Like, you, you were doing a 30-second oh. piece on Vance Joseph. That's all. 30 seconds on who's Vance this Joseph. This wasn't a, a four-minute Tom first, Rinaldi music behind me thought piece. And the first five seconds is thanks, guys, and the last five seconds is back up to you in the booth. So you had 20 seconds to say, that's your 20 seconds to say Vance Joseph Went to Colorado, was a quarterback, defensive back in the NFL. That's all you had to say. That's Having it. the time of his life. And then we get Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. More on both of these stories coming up in a bit. But straight ahead, hey, it's waiver wire night. What do we think of all the big sudden stars in the NFL? I'm so from excited. Week one? Oh, Tim. Should you pick up Tim Tebow on waivers in fantasy? We'll break them all down, whether it's Cohen, whether it's Galladay, whether it's it's Kerwin Williams. That's coming up next on Fox. We're heading out live to Cleveland in 15 minutes. Sweet. Where 24,000 fans are very excited. The Indians tied an all-time record with their 20th straight win tonight. But another 24,000 may have spilled out of the bars of the greater Cleveland area. <laughs> Maybe Jason, double that. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. <laughs> Great news. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Well, it's Tuesday night, which means it's waiver wire night in fantasy football. Yeah, it is. And it's also our way to take a look at some of the big unexpected heroes of week one and seeing how they're going to go forward. This serves everybody, whether you play fantasy football or not. So, the unexpected heroes of week one. What does this mean? What did we see going forward? Obviously, the big news today, David Johnson out for as many as 12 weeks, dislocated wrist. And if you're looking to paint the backfield with touchdowns, call Kerwin Williams. TJ. Really? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come How on. often can it's I just, make a Sherwin-Williams It's joke? just laying up the ass. Sherwin-Williams. I mean, we had Sherman-Williams for a long time in the NFL. We did. We and did. then he's gone. And now I got Kerwin-Williams. It's fine. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I wouldn't touch it or with the a, 10-foot pole cat. a roll-on paint job for Kerwin-Williams. Owned in 9% of leagues today. He was rejoined in the backfield by Chris Johnson. I don't like any of these guys. No, I wouldn't touch them. Because bad offensive line, bad Carson Palmer. Yeah, and it's not like Kerwin-Williams is going to get the gig all to himself. Ellington's there too. Mm-hmm. It's it's they're going to wind up parceling out these carries amongst all of them. In fact, a couple leagues I'm not even going to bid like in a couple of my auction leagues I'm not even going to bid on them because I don't believe in that. And it also I also I'm telling you, you want to talk about who's now in contention for the number 1 overall pick in the draft? There's the four horsemen of the apocalypse teams, the Jets, the Niners, the Colts, and now the Cardinals because they are going to be absolutely abysmal abysmal this season. They were this bad with David Johnson against the Lions. And now you're mis- all their wide receivers outside of Larry Fitzgerald are all jags. You can tell me, oh, John Brown, quit trying to make John Brown happen. John Brown's They're all the same guys. Happen. You know, he, he happens once every three or They're four weeks. They're a bunch of jags. They're going to struggle. This is going to be a bad season for the Cardinals. Trust me. Those are your four teams in contention for the number one pick. Jets, Cardinals, 
Colts 49. I like that you got that take in real quickly. Yeah, like that. yeah it's pretty good, like right? That. I mean, obviously, Tariq Cohen of the Bears getting his 12 targets. We Your talked savior, about Tariq Cohen. Hey, we talked about him on air. Dan Byer and I, Fox Football Fantasy Sunday morning as that roll of the dice. Well, now that Kevin White's done again, targets continue to be distributed. So you got an opportunity there. A uh, guy I like that is virtually unowned. He's only got, well, I don't know how it works with the suspension. They didn't play last week. So does Doug Martin have to sit out week four now? <laughs> or does he st- No, he's still got to sit, Doug <laughs> Martin. Does he still have the to? Buys does he come count. back no, week no, no, four? No, no, or does buys. he still have to? Does it week five? Buys don't either, count either way, <laughs> Charles Sims is uh, only owned in 3% of leagues nationwide. So when you look at a split, he and Jacquez Rogers, they're playing the Bears yeah. this week in Tampa. So potential with that front seven of the Bears. They lost Freeman to the IR, but they're a fierce front seven, which means you're going to need that safety valve. And I think Sims Got might Bears. be a guy that can pick up some touches for you here short term. As far as Cohen goes, pick him up because likely he's going to wind up being a Darren Sproles, which yep. is still going to be a very valuable fantasy well, guy. you're still looking at 8 to 10 touches yeah, I mean, a game. Not, and Howard's still going to get the football a ton. It's not like he played badly. He can't catch. You're, yeah, <laughs> so he's going to be uh, passing downs. You're going to see him because he's a weapon. Don't expect this kind of game oh, no. from He's him. a weapon. You oh, pick no. him up. He's a guy. Maybe you flex him a little bit. He could be a Darren Sproles. That you know, so absolutely go get him, but don't go crazy because he's not suddenly you didn't you didn't just get a a, a guy that's going to get twenty five touches a game. You didn't get that guy. Well, and the last running back that I wanted to mention was we we talked with Jay Glazer last night about that whole situation going down in New Orleans. Alvin Kamara is only owned in about fifteen percent of leagues because people are waiting to see how the touches would would break out. Ingram and Peterson will fight for scraps as he's the most versatile back they have, and they're going to need to score every point they possibly can this year because that defense still stinks. <laughs> Sam Bradford looked like a hero. Now, the guy that I would go after. Let's hear it. I spend all I spend my the lion's share of my money this week. I make him first in my waiver wire request. The Jared guy Goff. I like the most. Oh, buddy. I already have Jared Goff in one of my uh, leagues where I've got to play two quarterbacks. So is that why you're 0-1? <laughs> no, no, no. I won in that league. Jared Goff was like 19 points. He was money. Oh, he played the Colts. He was a, yeah. Well, if he could play the Colts hey, every week, hey, it'd be fun. you can only beat and dominate who's on the schedule. But the guy I like. TJ, it's only September, but you're getting ready for the holiday season in Detroit. <laughs> That's pretty good. JJ. That's not bad. I like Kenny Gallaudet. He was a guy that early on in camp the Lions liked. You didn't know what kind of impact he was going to have on the field, though. Certainly Golden Tate was the guy, and Marvin Jones always starts out hot the first five or six weeks of the season. But he's big. He's fast. He's going to be the red zone guy. Stafford can just chuck it up to him. Not quite that he's suddenly going to be Calvin Johnson, but he will have a big role in that offense if you if make him your number one guy to go after Kenny Galladay is it he's a guy I like the most normally have your uh, early Marvin Jones and we got to see a little of him yeah. in the red zone but as the season goes on Galladay a big role curse for your team because someone's got to catch the ball someone will and you know what's great 98 percent available uh right now Cooper <laughs> Many Cup Jets obviously 98 percent available yeah everybody will go after Cooper <laughs> Cup uh about 70 percent available coming into the waiver period and then you've got Alan Hearns and Nelson Aguilar might this be Nelson Aguilar waking up? Certainly a bigger target count for him against Washington. Uh, and Carson Wentz looking to break through. Needs all the weapons he can. Mike and I making our bones in fantasy as well. You can watch me on Fantasy Zone Sundays, Channel 704, DirecTV, from early kickoff all the way through the late games. That's Channel 704 on DirecTV, Fantasy Zone. And your one, your Sunday morning show, Get You Set with Dan Byer. Yeah, buddy, 9 to 11 Eastern Time, 6 to 
8 Pacific, and then Mike Fowler records me and streams me live to the masses screaming about all lineup changes and injuries and whatever I wax poetic about. And Mike Harmon's the guy in the jaunty hat. Coming up next, we're going to go live to Cleveland for the reaction on the biggest story of the night in sports, 20 in a row for the Tribe. A record-tying night in Cleveland. The Indians have matched the American League record. They have won 20 in a row. The final tonight, the Cleveland Indians 2, the Detroit Tigers nothing. Haywood swings and crushes one towards South America. Tomlinson's going to need a visa to catch this one. It is out of here, and there's nothing left but a vapor trail. Having the time of his life. My God. Good news, fans. The Indians are showing signs of life for the first time in weeks. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. So, Indians Radio Network, Indians Radio Network, Indians Radio Network, and... Indians Radio Network, right? That sounds about right. And Indians Radio Network. I think that's everything. Did you do a King Kong Bundy five times right there? I think that I think you did. I think you did. King Kong ain't got on me. Well, there's him too. Make it 20 consecutive victories for the Cleveland Indians, tying a major league record set by the 2002 Moneyball Oakland A's. Joining us now on the hotline, live from Cleveland to break it all down with us, Pedro Serrano. Pedro, a big home run for you tonight. Joe Boo is in your locker. Is it still about Joe Boo, or are you drawing power from somewhere else? Uh, well, first of all, good evening from the shores <laughs> of Lake Erie. It's beautiful here. Uh, second of all, I, I was uh, uh, charmingly pleased, I would say, to know that my walk-up music has been restored, although certainly the, the one-week U2 celebration was totally appropriate. Hey, there we go, baby. <laughs> Two-part two walk-up. I, I Larry Mullen I Jr. returns. Associated with Major League Baseball, that gets two walk-ups. Um, but uh, you think about the Cleveland Indians, and in all due respect, um, uh, Pedro Serrano, uh, the Wild Thing, everybody involved in that movie, which was outstanding. Uh, this felt like a movie tonight. And uh, I was down there um, next to the uh, umpire's tunnel there uh, during the top of the ninth inning as we're getting ready to come out and do our post-game interviews. And when Kluber stepped out of the dugout and the, the fans saw him coming out there to know that he was going to try to finish this off and tie the record with, a, with one more inning, the place absolutely erupted. It felt like the playoffs. And, of course, the final out of the game was Miguel Cabrera, who uh, Terry Francona later said that was going to be Kluber's last batter no matter what. So we had one batter to get it done for a storybook ending. He did it. Uh, and this team right now, they seem incapable of losing. And I, I want to give Terry Francona some credit here because he really has the pulse of his room. He's got them in a great frame of mind. And Jay, Jay Bruce told me that the overall comfort level the team has really is a credit to Terry Francona. So just outstanding managing, coaching. This is a very, very well-prepared team. And on the field, guys, uh, the, the the overall way they play, Jay Bruce told me, we really like each other. And you can see that in the way they play. A lot of joy. Francisco Lindor, 30 home runs. Guys, he's just the third player in Major League history, too, as a shortstop, have a 30-homer season at age 23 or younger. Just a phenomenal night in Cleveland. 
Beautiful city, great downtown, good verve to it. It was just a really, really nice feel overall here in downtown Cleveland this evening. From Cleveland with us right now, John Paul Morosi, MLB Network, Fox Sports 1, Baseball Insider. You can follow him on Twitter, at John Morosi. All right, JP, now I'm going to put you on the spot right away. More more impressive this season, the Indians winning 20 in a row or the Dodgers 60 out of 70, I mean, before they, you know, started losing every game. The Dodgers 60 (laughs) out of 70 earlier this year. Uh, Well, to correct the record, it does appear the Dodgers may actually win a baseball game this evening. That's not over yet. Not over yet. More more on that story later. Still got some time. We'll have the full highlights later (laughs) in the program. But uh, uh, in in all seriousness, this is pretty remarkable. A a couple notes on this streak for for the Indians. 20 straight victories, as we talked about. In those 20 games, they've had seven shutouts. And in those 20 games, this to me is the most remarkable one of them all. In those 20 games, they have trailed after four innings. Four innings. They've been on the wrong side of the score in four innings over 20 games. That is something that I've just spent hours mulling over in my mind. And this to me is one of the more remarkable things I've seen in sports. Um, Again, again, the seven shutouts there, they've scored first in 19 of the 20 games. They just haven't – forget not losing. They haven't been behind. That that is just remarkable when you think about what what they've accomplished. So – to me, it's it's the consistency, Jason. You know that that's a it's a great that was a great run that the Dodgers had. Uh, but I think that when you look at what they what the Indians have done, they're not having a single night off. They're barely having an inning off. And, and in that context, in this league, at the highest level of competition in the world, to put together that consistency where there are no off nights, and and there are many ways to to capture the history here. The, the reality is this: since 1900. We have had three teams win consecutively 20 or more games, and the 2017 Indians are, are now one of those three teams. And uh, yeah, there was the tie mixed in there for the Giants, which I'm putting a big asterisk on. This is, to me, this is all about 21. Uh, that, that, to me, should be the rightful record. It, this is not, I love hockey, but this is not hockey. This is not an unbeaten streak. Okay, back in the day of ties, uh, there is no unbeaten streak here. This is a winning sport. Uh, they've been, that values winning, and if they have a winning streak, right now, in my estimation, the record is 21, and and that's the one the Indians ought to be chasing. That's all exciting and positive and stuff, but this is sports talk radio, which means I got to go back to the negative. And we mentioned the Dodgers <laughs> losers yeah, of 11. No, I understand that. I understand that. Go ahead. Got to call it what it is, JP. I mean, you, you, the flames coming from the dumpsters are what people want to know about. Uh, people you're talking to, and and as you're watching the Dodgers. You know, obviously there were some injury issues, and but Kershaw has been back for a couple of weeks now. You got the young hitters back in the lineup. What's the missing ingredient? Is it just they played themselves out into a funk, short term to right the ship and everything, or is there something deeper sitting here in the Dodger dugout? I think it was a combination of things, and and the the absence of Corey Seager for a long period of time was a huge reason why. Uh, they just simply were not able to find their footing. Um, and, and that, I think, is, is something that had a really big cascading effect on this team for a long period of time. But now, of course, he is back. So, so that, that was not the sole reason. Uh, I think you have to look a little bit at you, Darvish. 
you Darvis was brought in and and was expected to be not a savior but a really strong two behind Kershaw. And his first outing, he came out against the New York Mets, who, as we know, are having an outstanding season. And the Mets, he faces the Mets in the first game, seven scoreless innings. And since then, it's really gotten worse. He punched out 10 in his next outing, but since then, uh, the outings have gotten increasingly poorer. And his most recent one uh, was not a good one against the Rockies, five earned in four and a third. So, the Darvish piece is really concerning to the point that you start to wonder they've lost three consecutive games that he has started. Where does he fit in the playoff rotation? So this is not all on you, Darvish, by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I think that this is a team that if you were a Dodger fan that had some concern about their rotation after Kershaw a couple months ago, the last two weeks have validated it. The, the, the Dodgers right now at this, at this stage, guys, they have the worst record in the major leagues since the night of Rich Hill's lost perfect game. Worst record in the majors. So when Justin Turner says publicly to the LA Times here in recent days, Andy McCullough, that we're the worst team in baseball right now, uh, that's, that's a genuine statement by a respected veteran player. They have to find a way to get better. And uh, the last thing I'll mention is, this was even mentioned uh, on the Dodger radio broadcast recently, uh, the number of September call-ups, the number of changes that have that have come now to a team that seemed not to be in need of fixing in some respects, uh, maybe a bit of a crowded clubhouse, or the veterans grumbling now. Uh, I think there are a lot of issues that transcend just Seager not being there and Darvish not pitching up to his capabilities. Uh, this is a team that seems to have lost its way a bit internally, and they do not have an abundance of time in which to get it back. You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That's on Twitter at John Morosi, MLB Network. Fox Sports 1 Insider, and as you heard him quote, Justin Turner. It's taken a while, but finally, the Mets are better than the Dodgers. JP, yes, as always. Yes, it my- has. <laughs> and and, and uh, I think, Jason, you probably heard that little note there about the Mets having a great season. I just kind of slipped that one in there. Uh, in the midst of what admittedly was an essay response sort of night for Morosi. So I apologize for that. Usually I try to go for the short answer portion. Tonight was the full double-spaced essay answer. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to be a little more pithy next week, okay? <laughs> you got it, JP. We'll talk to you, buddy. Have <laughs> I'll fun. See you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Now, for many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract to pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. Will you take Clayton Kershaw out in the eighth inning? No, only if he wants me to. Great, you're hired. You can review applicants, take notes, schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast? This exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. We'll have more on 20 in a row for the Indians coming up later this hour. But straight ahead, three things from week one in the NFL. Two big surprises and one that maybe was a surprise to you, but not at all to us. That's next on Fox.
dear Los Angeles Dodgers, I'm sorry you lost like a thousand in a row. That kind of stinks. Shut up! Shut up in the back. I got Clayton Kershaw in the back of my car. You think I should let him out and let him pitch? Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe you lose like a thousand in a row. And the Nationals will get home field advantage all the way through. And Bryce Harper will grow that beard. It'll go all the way down to his feet when he's hitting home runs off Rich Hill, who's going to pee on his blisters and say, that's not enough. Ah, good luck beating the Giants. Hit me back. This is Stan. P.S. Indians are pretty good, too. Uh, they're actually beating the Giants 4-1. Well, game ain't game over yet. I don't know you're watching here, Jason. Game ain't over yet, Frostburg. Oh, it was over the second Kershaw <laughs> took the mound. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Lee, and the Dodgers lead the Giants right now 4-1, to one, bottom of the sixth inning, uh, two on, two out. Now the Giants threatening with runners at first and second, but surprise, Kershaw strikeout on a curveball, and now he is one out away from pitching out of difficulty. So if the Dodgers win, it'll be their first win since the 4th of July. And uh, that was actually, uh, they had won every game up until the 4th of July. So it's been a big season for them. Erroneous. Erroneous. Erroneous on both counts. It felt like it. Facts. Getting in the way. I mean, you're trying to ruin a good story there, Tyshirt. Never. The the fact of the matter is, I wish Kershaw were mic'd up so that if Dave Roberts even looks at him, Sideways, like he wants to take him out, it could escalate quickly. Because from the pregame reports, I, I heard Alana Rizzo talking about it on AM five seventy LA Sports here in in the Greater Los Angeles area, our flagship here for Fox Sports Radio. And it's like he's been salty since since he got mm. pulled in the fourth, yeah. his last start. That hours later, very terse in the post game, one word answers, and days later much the same, itching to get back out on the mound. So we'll see. Bases loaded now, 4-1, your score. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Time to talk surprises and non-surprises. From week one of the NFL, this is brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident Car buying experience. Uh, we'll start with surprises first. And this didn't surprise me as much as, oh my goodness, it was unexpected. But the way they did it, the way Oakland went into Tennessee and beat a really good Tennessee team surprised me because the Raiders' defense is not good at all. And they went in and they ran the ball well. Marshawn Lynch was a hell of a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Early on, he's fresh, 70 yards. But the workmanlike victory, despite the fact that Amari Cooper dropped every other pass that was thrown his way. By the way, that touchdown, wasn't his elbow down? Uh, his forearm was down. I think that was a blown call. No, no, no. The, the new rule is a forearm equals a half an elbow. Yeah, no, yeah, that, no that, that was one about. that stood out. And <laughs> our, our red zone radio, Mark Willard and, and Rob Ryan, a, a must listen. They're, they're going on, and, and I'm standing there with our boss, Scott Shapiro. We're looking at each other going, I don't. I've just seen every replay. <laughs> How the hell's that not down? <laughs> like, is this a new NFL rule? Come on now. But it was a great performance defensively. They shut down the Titans' running game. They contained Marcus Mariota. This was one of those wins by a team that knows their elite and knows what they need to do when they go on the road. There's no fooling around. No matter how it is, we have to get the game. We have to finish it. And they finished. And it was incredibly impressive. I was not surprised they won, but surprised they won in such a dominant 
workmanlike victory. They they won Sunday how teams like the Patriots and the Packers do when they go on the road and they win games. It's not always 100% pretty, but it's good enough in all areas that they win. That was very impressive. Well, and you watch on the other side, Tennessee, everybody's darling, jumping on board, showing that a, a shuffled defensive secondary is going to be very problematic for them when they face a better opponent. But certainly the Raiders and they shuffled up, right? Just showing you come in and, and Sebastian Janikowski goes down and immediately we have Giorgio Tavecchio, not to be confused with Al Del Vecchio of Happy Days fame. Come on, that was my bourbon I was going to do. Why did you ruin it for me? Sorry. And I threw that out on Twitter early and I, I got crickets. Nobody understood. When Giorgio Tavecchio makes a field goal, I see it and I think, yep. Yep, 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 yep. TJ. I don't get it. But he hits two 52-yard field goals. It's like they passed the first super guy. toe on. First guy but, in NFL debut to kick two 50-yard field goals in a game. But they passed down the super toe because oh. that's what Janikowski was. You remember the old game where you slammed oh, your fist down toe. on the head? Oh, as hard as you And we could? had the set shot, yeah. but they, you did it, and then you felt like you broke your hand. Yeah. And, and here they just passed the torch to the next guy. And oh, by the way, because they showed him on the sidelines a few times, when did Sebastian Janikowski turn into Fred Durst? I mean, honestly, <laughs> I watch. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the evolution is I there. Said, I said, what, he's like, rocking the soul patch. I didn't uh, yeah. pay that much attention. He's got the backwards hat. I said it on Fantasy Zone Sunday. I said, oh, Fred Durst has a sideline pass. Oh, no, that's Sebastian Janikowski. But the funniest footage the nookie, of the, the nookie. <laughs> I did it for the nookie. <laughs> of the practice week leading up was uh, Michael Gelkin, who's reporting for the, for the Raiders, covering them up there. He goes, this is the only footage we got to see of Sebastian Janikowski kicking all day. And he's booting a football, walking up the sideline, backwards baseball cap on. It's like, that's all we got to see. And then he was on IR after getting a sweetheart of a deal, saying, here's a bunch of money for your career. Thank you. Uh, here's audio of one of the big field goals by Al Del Vecchio. Go ahead. Five seconds to go here in Super Bowl 17. Dolphins trailing the 49ers by one. This will win the game for Miami. There's the snap. Marino holds the kick. And it's wide. Oh, no, it's no good. Ray Finkel blew a 26-yard field goal. I don't believe it. The Dolphins lose. The Dolphins lose. Dolphins Radio Network on the call there. You blew it! And thanks to the last-second heroics of John Elway, the final score of Super Bowl 30, Denver 7, San Francisco 56. He's a weapon. <laughs> Uh, the other surprise, it's been a couple of years, but the Ravens may have the best defense in the NFL again. I know it's easy to dismiss. It's the end of the Bengals era, and Marvin Lewis has to go, and Andy Dalton is overrated, but this is a Bengals team that has some weapons on it. Look, Andy Dalton is pretty good. A.J. Green is pretty good. They got three running backs that get the that can get the football and mi- certainly Mixon started slow, but Bernard showed he still is that that kind of change of pace guy out of the backfield. They dominate the Bengals, and watching this game, you could see everything that the Ravens did in the offseason to remake this defense. They're deep. They would rotate guys like waves would come in. You know, their front seven, they play about 13 people. You know, they just come in and out, in and out, in and out, and they're so deep, and you see them. Here come wholesale changes on third down. Here's two new defensive linemen. Here's two new linebackers. It was amazing to see. Look, they remade 
most of their defense in the draft. And the one thing you could say, boys, a secondary fast enough for they going to be opportunistic enough. Hey, you saw Andy Dalton had a tough time throwing the football to guys on his own team. The Ravens may have the best defense in the NFL again. And, you know, look, it may not be as smash mouth as it was with Ray Lewis, but they may be this good again. Yeah, the loss of Danny Woodhead is interesting because you look at the way they fly around defensively and expectations were that they, they'd carry the team at least early on as Joe Flacco rounds back into shape because you didn't know what you were getting from him. But it looks, at least on paper, and Woodhead goes to the side, but you still have Buck Allen there. You look at what Terrence West was able to do. That this goes back to the throwback of the Ravens, the way they played football a decade ago when we were talking about the Ryan brothers running around, when you're playing good defense, running the football, and then taking your shots downfield on occasion. Because we're not sure exactly how this passing game is going to sort out as it goes. There's not an obvious go-to receiver. Jeremy Mackle would be as close as you got. But the opportunity to establish one of those grinded out, run the ball 35 times, and play good defense, it looks like we're going back to and, and throwing back to those hallmarks. So that's kind of fun to watch. But going forward, we'll, we'll see how, how well Joe Flacco responds when there's a defense that can actually get after him. No Pac-Man Jones, no Vontez Perfect to potentially throw him down after a whistle. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369 or Twitter, at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter, at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason. And my best friend, Mike Harbin, two week one surprises. They're brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Well, coming up next, there was one big surprise that many people were talking about after week one today, going, boy, this really shocked me. But if you listen to us, we told you this was going to happen months ago. And then we told you again. And then we told you again, and then we told you again, and then it happened. What is it? You'll find out coming up in one minute. But first, let's find out what is trending from a guy yeah. who just got finished doing forearm curls to bring you all the latest. That's Tom right. Damn it. My testosterone level so high, my nose is running. You know who else has a really high testosterone level? John Bones Jones. Results of his B sample from UFC 215 have come back. His B sample also tested positive for steroids, performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, I thought you were going to say his nose was dripping from something else. Oh, well, yeah, his, his, his is probably running, too. Russian dianabol's running through his system. Something that's really hard to take accidentally. Last time he said it was boner pills. Uh, and, and he said that was the reason it was a false positive, because he took some Viagra. Well... Uh, looks to me like uh, he's done at least for a while in the UFC, and they're going to probably strip his titles. He may be a two-time loser, but he's no Dodger. Dodgers have lost 11 in a row. They're looking to make it 12 in a row tonight in San Francisco. Dodgers in front of the Giants, 4-2 in the bottom of the sixth inning, and Clayton Kershaw just pitched himself out of a jam. There was bases loaded, but he just got out of it. No team with an 11-game losing streak has ever won the World Series. L.A. Dodgers and Cleveland Indians seem to be headed in two different directions. A record-tying night in Cleveland. The Indians have matched the American League record. They have won 20 in a row. The final tonight, the Cleveland Indians 2, the Detroit Tigers nothing. Tom Hamilton with a call from WMMS Cleveland. If you need more baseball scores... Check the internet. 
And uh, a lot of reviews coming back from Rex Ryan's debut on Monday Night Football. And that gives Jason Smith another excuse to talk about the Jets and Rex Ryan and blather on about his favorite subjects like the Jets and Rex Ryan. And here he is now. You say that like it's wrong. Yeah, come on. All my favorite I am topics saying it are like, all yes, your I am, favorite topics. I am saying it like it's wrong. It's like my name is Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name, too. We're all the same name. I'm th- I think you're a fine talk show host, but if I were your program director, and I may be someday, I would tell you you can no longer sing and you can no longer talk about the Jets. Okay, number one. Yes. Singing is one of the best parts of the show because I freestyle. I don't just no, sing. We'll decide if it's one of the best parts of the show. You don't decide. Secondly, okay. I would love for you to be a program director because you know the one thing I know there wouldn't be? Uh, there wouldn't be a candy bar machine or any uh, any soda machines. You'd have nothing to eat. Or a dress code. Oh, that, we, <laughs> that, is true. that is true. And everybody, I want everybody in sleeveless T-shirts and shorts and sneakers. It's Tank Top Tuesday, everybody. That's right, damn it. And Tank Top Tuesday, we'll go all week. We'll have Tank Top Thursday. In fact, I want throwback Tank Top Thursday. I want a tank top you wore in the 80s. Because I have tank tops I wore in the 80s. And, and Friday, and Friday this is, is Boxing Day. Yeah, that'd be cool. But this is not a tank top I wore in the 80s. This is a Versace. Oh, well, well, why? You couldn't wear Versace in the hey, 80s? Cut. A Versace really? tank top. I can't yes. wear this. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Thank program you, Director Tom Lewis. Sure. That would be odd. If Tom Lewis our program director, forget it. Yeah, but he just elevated himself to programmer. He's already scamming the money by buying Versace. <laughs> he's taking money off the top and, and yeah, throwing it out there? Yeah, he's skimming. How about right. that? Oh, wow. Well, if I didn't, Allegedly. I didn't, wait, wait. Is, oh, wait is, is, oh, is Looney investing in a ticket scam with Craig Carton? Is that... Oh, oh. Geno, Allegedly, Geno Smith, though, by he the way, he was not happy. No, really enjoying the uh, the Craig Carton Little story. Shut right going on there. there. I'll, I'll text Boomer and ask him about Looney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Looney, you mean the guy's real? Oh, I got to talk to him. <laughs> now these days, barely a week goes by without another data breach making the news. If you think it only affects companies, think again, because it could be your data that's being breached and sold on the dark web. That's why it's more important than ever to protect yourself. Start by getting a free dark web scan only from Experian. In a few seconds, you'll know if your email has been compromised, and it's totally free. Go to Experian.com slash scan to get started. Experian.com slash scan. Experian is E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N dot com slash scan. Rex Ryan is not getting rave reviews after his debut as a Monday Night Football broadcaster. I feel sick. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rex. Now, he didn't make any foot fetish comments. Uh, he pretty much stuck to script. But watching the criticism of him the day after, many people were surprised uh, about, well, hey, Rex was just kind of okay. It's not accurate. Look, we told you Rex was going to be okay. We told you for months. When he got hired, you thought, oh, my goodness, this guy's going to show up and tell crazy stories. They're going to have to have the dump button ready because he's going to curse. He's going to tell stories about a time where he's eating a roast beef sandwich and he threw it at Mark Sanchez and Sanchez started crying. That's not Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, remember, still wants to coach. He's a player's coach. He loves his players, which is awesome. He's always had his players' backs which is the most endearing quality about him. But that hurts when you got to go be a broadcaster. How much are you going to criticize players when they do the right or the wrong thing? You can't just show up and decide, okay, 
I can be a broadcaster. And the times we saw him last night, because we watched the play-by-play while we were, you know, we in commercial and, and updates were going on, and he sounded unsure. He sounded like a guy who was thinking about what he was supposed to say. And, well, I wanted to – but did we get any insight from him on what the coaches were thinking, anything from Anthony Lynn? My God, Anthony Lynn coached with Rex Ryan for years, and we didn't get a lot of that from him. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be because Rex Ryan is still a coach. And the best thing, I guarantee what they told him today was, Rex, here's what you're going to do if that ever comes up again. You are going to just tell stories about guys, and that's it. Tell me about what's going on. I guarantee you they sat with him today and said, Rex – we have to go over a lot of things here because that last night was not what we brought you in for. That was not that was not acceptable. You were simply a guy. You were a jag. When you're supposed to be a bombastic personality that was supposed to come in, and they, I'm sure they were hoping he would take some of the heat off of Beth Moens broadcasting her first NFL game, first woman to broadcast an NFL game. I mean, luckily for both of them, you know, Sergio Dip showed up, which which helped a little bit. Yeah, but you know, that was not the Rex Ryan they expected. But it's the guy I thought. Look, there's many things you can disagree with me on and think I'm full of it on, and and you have that opinion. But I'm telling you, there's few things in the world I will tell you I am not going to steer you wrong on. Food, movies, books, and Rex Ryan. Because I, I know the guy. I've, I've seen him. He's my coach for a long time. This is who Rex Ryan is. He wasn't going to walk in and be that guy. Rob Ryan came in here this weekend and was awesome. He came in and let it fly and was telling stories. Stuff was crazy. I think he got in a fist fight with you, Harmon. He was spilling pizza all over the place. Rob Ryan was great. A lot of allegedly. And right let there. it fly. He took out a TV. We're still waiting for one of our TVs to get fixed. Can't watch a late movie now because one of our TVs is broken. You have to realize, what did they bring in Rex Ryan for? They brought him in to be himself. The bombastic, let's go eat a bleep and bleep and snack guy. And that's not what we got. We got a button down. This is how I think I should talk. And that's who I thought we were going to get. So, surprise, maybe maybe people were. I wasn't. Yeah, maybe for week one, it's toned down. You're minding your P's and Q's. You're getting comfortable in the booth and done a little bit of work and and really, this is your first time on the big stage, so p- perhaps it's a little bit of that as you go. But but certainly for Rex Ryan, he, he's only, what, 55, 56 years old. Still plenty of time potentially to get back into the, the coaching game and, and certainly a desire. So, you know, as we watch coaches transition to either the studio desk or to the booth, there's certainly the acclimation period of not one foot in, one foot out, and trying to figure out which way the body's leaning. And obviously, sometimes you, you don't get that lean right away. I mean, we, we've watched Brian Billick for a lot of years where his name came up quite often. Is he going to go coach again? Is he mm-hmm. now a broadcaster? And now it's, it's, it's broadcast. So, you know, I, I think you'd have to go back and check the videotape in terms of his tone and tenor and – and kind of analysis through the years if there was any substantive change there. But John Gruden, people always trying to read into anything. He says, well, he's not being too negative. He's never gone after a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So anytime, no, no, so every any, quarterback so, is great. Except the end of last year, he got a little bit salty, so he started telling you the game sucked, <laughs> which, which he had never done before. This so. game is bad, but these quarterbacks are good. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I don't think Gruba. he's from Chicago. Hang on, <laughs> M- McCown is is got four interceptions. I don't care. It's no good making this kid wear a wire if you're gonna make sure he throws a football for you. <laughs> you made him. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's it's a very hey. Listen. <laughs> By the way, a, if anybody has one of those Gruden things from that that store <laughs> promo last year, when it when, I forget which beer it was for. If you have one of those available, I want one. It's a very <laughs> thin line between to go from John Gruden to Andy Sipowitz. It's not that far. What the, you can, it's, what? it's just one little bit. It's one just a little bit more. If you want to do more, John Gruden, this was such a great quarterback. But then if you just go a little bit more, it's you get that kid in here and you make sure that he's got that wire on and we can hear it. Nicely done. But, yeah, that, that's the get point. Get that Rick Schroeder kid from the champ to come in because we already lost Smiths. He saves shows and then he moves on. That's what Jimmy Smiths does. But that that's the question for Rex Ryan, for any coach coming in, is you know how critical can you be especially if you're still eyeballing a return to the to the headset on the sidelines. And and for a guy like Gruden, it's all these years and still towing that fence, and every year it's still the rumor that he wants back in. For Rex Ryan. You're, wait, you're towing the fence? Towing the line. You're towing the line or you're riding the, line, the fence. Riding the fence. You're towing I, the I, fence. I, I conflated. You did that. I conflated. Yeah, you did. I like that. You're towing well, I mean, the fence. You know, I like you that. got voices in your head. I, My I wife like Sergio that. Dip. Now I got people talking to me. And so, Mike Harmon so, is having the time of his life. I am. I am, buddy. It's it's always a fantastic time here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Having the time of his life. Coming up next, Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens will stop by as we tell you the most shocking thing about the biggest sports story of the night. That's coming up next. I'm Jason. He's baby. No one puts baby in the corner. Fox Sports Radio. I mean, I know it's a year old, but this guy on, on YouTube keeps churning out singing all the classics to Smash Mouth. It's kind of become our new tradition. I'll here see that watch, guy in hell. We'll watch a different one every night. That's I want to go back to Ringo Starr. Sorry, Harmon. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. You said classics and Smash Mouth. <laughs> they don't go together. No, but no, but this guy, this guy on, on the internet for the last year has been making videos singing Smash Mouth All-Star to all the classic songs. Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, uh, cranberry zombie YMCA. Imagine and found a way to do it. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, imagine. YMCA was really good too. Yeah, yeah. I did this one too. Did it to uh, bring me to life. <laughs> he's got a good neck beard too. Yeah, he's the only active neck beard right now because Andrew Luck is hurt. It's true. This guy's got a million subscribers on YouTube because he does this. All he does is sit in front of his computer and sing this. I mean, it just means I try too hard. Forget about quality content. And I believe uh, this was another one of them, right? Talk to me. Tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. You lit it fierce and I'm taking away like a bomb. Yeah, baby. She bangs. She bangs. Oh, baby. But she moves. She moves. It's William Hung and the Hung Jury. She looks like a fly, but she stings like a bee, like every girl in history. That's pretty good. But, I mean, Smash Mouth made a, they made a lot of money. In, in case you don't know, I, Harmon's just done with that, okay? I'm just going to come in and start talking because I'm done. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with that. I didn't flip him off like I wanted I'm to. Done. I'm done, okay? I put Talk my hand to up me. to you. I'm finished. I put my hand name. up to you. I'm done hearing all these things. Like it's all the I'm same. all done. My ears yeah. are bleeding. That's great. Yeah, I'm done listening to you talk. Oh, okay. you're killing Time me, for Blue. for me to talk now. Yeah. <laughs> now with Michael Harmon. Okay, I'm the additive here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios.
See William Hung in hell, too. I love that one. Having the time of his life. Yes, he was, and he made money off it, too. Good for him. Hey, Smash Mouth, they, they had more than one hit. I mean, you, you're, remember when they were in Shrek with I'm a Believer? They got to have made a lot of money off of that. Oh, I'm sure they did. That was a good yeah. scam right yeah. there. Yeah, was, name one other song they had. Well, you had Walking on the Sun. Oh, don't Google it. Dun, well, you dun, think dun, I'm going to remember dun, any dun, of these dun, bands? Dun, 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 then dun, the Morning dun. Comes. And the, yeah, they, they've had a couple. And the world's a shit. And the world's a stage. And the, yeah, that one. And you might as well be walking on the sun. So they're, push rewind just in time. Yeah. They're all on the Shrek CD, right? <laughs> TJ, the Jets are used to winning big, green, and ugly. And now they're losing that way. TJ. Getting 14 uh, points this week on the road at Oakland. Oh, that, that point spread will just go up. <laughs> that's, that's not going to stop we'll keep at an 14. Eye on it as the week. Raider fans are jumping on that right now. Oh, Raiders are plus 14. That's it? Yeah, give me that. Uh, right now, going to the eighth inning, the Dodgers could snap this 48-game losing streak as they lead the Giants 4-3. Clayton Kershaw is out of this one. Meanwhile, speaking of streaks, tonight the Indians – Make it 20 in a row, tying the Major League Baseball record set by the Oakland A's in 2002. Corey Kluber, Klubot shuts out the Tigers 2-0, and it's history for the Indians. But I say this. Tonight in Cleveland, you're going for history. This is something you're never going to see again. And Cleveland, look, Cleveland sports fans, they're very passionate. They love their team. Everybody loves their teams. Tonight, going for win number 20, the stands were 66% to capacity. That's pretty good. 24,000 fans. That means every third seat was empty. 66% capacity. Hey, if you happen to have bigger shoulders, maybe you, you want to spread out a little bit. That what? empty seat comes in handy. How, how do you not sell out or have a close? When you're winning this many games in a row, how are you not close to a sellout? I mean, I it's get, a Tuesday night, and you just got a great matter. effort by the Browns. Doesn't, so maybe you've moved on <laughs> to that bandwagon. Look, the spread was nine and a half. They only lost by uh, three. True. Yeah, that's true. You got a did. good effort. Deshaun Kaiser did yeah. some good things right, defensively. I, right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some excitement. Were they waiting for a LeBron James maybe, tweet? That, maybe uh, maybe you're just saving happen. your money for something LeBron happened. James' final season in Cleveland. We still have Isaiah Thomas, right? This is still working. But that's embarrassing. I mean, he's only got one hip. Th- this is. <laughs> This is he could just dribble on one leg. This is embarrassing for a city that's oh it's it's all about the Indians how great we are. I'm sorry, it's sixty six percent capacity. I get when you win ten in a row and eleven in a row. All right, that's fine. This is history. Something you're not gonna and don't tell me oh it's a school night because it's not like you have to bring kids to the game. It's not a rule that you gotta bring. Oh, the kids gotta stay up until eleven o'clock at night. Number one, I'd bring my daughter. Hey, you may never see this again. I'll bring her to a game, but you don't have to. You can go to a game. That I mean, you, Cleveland's a pretty big city. There's many people that live in Cleveland and in the in the surrounding cities. You can't get more than twenty four thousand people to come to a game when you are setting or tying Major League Baseball history. And oh, by the way, what are the stories there been in Cleveland the last three weeks? You have this win streak that's at fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. It's not Sunday. It's not the same day as the Browns game. It's not the next day. No, you're, you're talking about two days later. And you you played a sixty six percent capacity. To be fair, about ten percent or, or thereabouts of the Cleveland population showed up. No, no, 
No, stretching. No, I'm, you're working, you're I'm working really, hard. You're really. I'm working hard for the people of Cleveland. Just, you also have the surrounding areas of Cleveland as well. No, I get it. The I mean, they're saving their money for it's the concerts downtown, coming downtown through. Cleveland. I mean, you got Katy Perry and Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses week. is Thursday night. Yeah, but that means maybe you got to save money. You need an extra bandana. TJ, a nice throw rug. The Indians are dark horses no more in Cleveland. DJ. I'm a dark horse. <laughs> See, I just want to be bigger than George Harrison. Are you ready for are you ready for a perfect storm? A perfect storm. Oh, DJ. But, but maybe you're saving your money for, for those shows. I don't know. I'm trying to help the people of Cleveland here. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Maybe because they DJ. were in the World Series a year ago. It's not as exciting. You're up and you're down. You're hot and you're cold, DJ. I'm going to shoulder tackle you. <laughs> oh, DJ, you're going to hear the Indians roar. DJ. Here in the Geico Studios. Coming up next, DJ. the hottest sports topic of the night by far. This is Fox. Final hour of the show. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harbin. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Uh, the Dodgers may be two innings away from ending their 86-game losing streak. They lead the Giants 5-3 now. In the eighth, they have tacked on an insurance run. They got a couple of guys on with two outs. This is a game that Clayton Kershaw started. He had a big double, yelled as he got to second base. He is now out of this game, so the Dodger bullpen is going to have to close this out. And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm thinking, what, five out save for Kenley Jansen? Oh, it's yeah. going to have to be one of those nights? Oh, he has to. we got to have the save tonight. One, yeah, whatever it takes. Got to win, got to win. Three times tonight, Bruce Bochy intentionally walked uh, Bellinger to get to Yasiel Puig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> and uh, so far, Yasiel Puig has made him pay two for five. With two RBIs on the night so far, Bellinger uh, two for two and those three intentional walks. There's no hotter story tonight than ESPN broadcaster Jamel Hill, who you've seen on TV. She's been ESPN fixture for the past decade. I, I know Jamel a little bit. I've done some TV with her a little bit at ESPN. And she found herself in a little bit of hot water with ESPN tonight following a big tweet storm over President Trump tweeting out, President Trump is a white supremacist and getting into it with a lot of people on Twitter over things that President Trump has said and did. And it was crazy to see this. ESPN put out a statement saying they have spoken to Jamel Hill about this, and that's really it. That's been the story. This is not really about politics. What re- this story really is about is something different because... In a way that Friday Night Lights, the TV show, you know, I love Friday Night Lights about uh, college football town in Texas and the players that played on the big college football team. High school. Uh, sorry, in high school. And then they went on to play in college. Uh, you know, I-, I watched the show top to bottom and I thought it was great. And when people would say, oh, that's the one about that's the one about the football team, right? And I go, yeah, but you know what? Football is really just the backdrop. It's really about the characters. Because... The characters could have been anything. Could have been a baseball team. Could have been a chess team. 
It could have been an after-school club. It could have been anything, but the backdrop of it was football. This story is the backdrop of politics, in which it gets to the point where here's Jamel Hill calling the president a white supremacist and going through Donald Trump's records and what he has said and what he's not. And it's, been a, it's a really big deal. And ESPN right away put out a statement, but they didn't suspend her, didn't fire her. This is what the story really is about. This story is about, and we, we talked about this even the last couple of nights on the show, is that when you are loved high up at a company, you're a broadcaster, whatever you do, when you're loved high up at a company, you can get away with things that many other people can't. You can get embroiled in controversy. It could be political. It could be something else. It could be anything. You could get embroiled in controversy and not wind up losing your job. And it's amazing because there's no rule book for it. But I know certain people that are loved high up at companies and they keep their job because somebody loves them. It doesn't matter if, if you make a lot of money. It doesn't matter what kind of star power you are because we've seen – People who are big stars at networks get fired for different reasons when you think, okay, well, this guy's going to be protected. But it's not about that. It's about when one or two people up high love you and everything you do, and maybe it's because they listen to you, maybe it's because you return their text messages, maybe it's because you hang out with them, whatever reason. If you are loved up high, you can say outside-of-the-box things that will get you in trouble and still keep your job. I could never tweet out something like that and keep my job. Never. Scott Shapiro, our manager, will be on the phone with me right away. He said, dude, 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 dude. And, and maybe he wouldn't say dude, but he'd be right on the phone away with me. Many people couldn't get away with saying that, but she can because she is protected up high. That means people that like her that are going to protect her on this. And it's not an even playing field. And look, am I jealous? Of course I'm jealous. I'd love to be able to be somebody that could just say that many outlandish things and be protected and because, hey, Somebody up high really likes me, you know. And it it could be poly, it could be anything else. Like we, you know, we talked we we talked about when Ryan Rosillo went back to his job at ESPN after you know walking into someone's condo and he was drunk in, in Jackson Hole and and this was something. Wow, what did I say when you're naked at the time naked? And what did in I a say stranger's house. in a stranger's house, stranger's yeah. condo? What did I say when you're loved high up? You will get to keep your job when things like this happen. And I remember reading the story saying you know, what was going to happen to him and everything. And it said, you know, Ryan, who's got fame, it even was in the story when it said, you know, Ryan, who has, has uh, a lot, a lot of people at ESPN like him, including they even mentioned people up high at the network that like him. That's why he kept his job because he is liked by those people up top. I could never get that kind of like that kind of love from somebody. I don't know what it's like to have that, but that's what this story really is about is that some broadcasters can say things and because they're protected, they get away with it. Linda Cohn can't get away with it. Linda Cohn did an interview about ESPN and politics. Look, everybody's always asking about ESPN and the politics of the left and how left-leaning they are, and she got suspended. She was told to stay home and think about what she said. And here's Jamel Hill, who actually says the president is a white supremacist. And it's, uh, you know, uh, just don't do that. We, we've talked to you about your thoughts on Twitter. And you can't separate Twitter from work. I'm sorry, but you can't. Because if you use Twitter for work, then you know what? That's that's you. You are always protecting the shield of where you work. So you can't just say, oh, there's a difference between Twitter and where you work. No, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But that's the thing, is that that's what this story is about. Some people are able to keep their jobs and not get suspended 
when others aren't. Look, I remember earlier in her career, she referenced Hitler in a, in a, in a column, and she did get suspended. Meanwhile, Lou Holtz compared Rich Rodriguez to Hitler, and he didn't get suspended. It was like, well, wait a minute, Lou Holtz doesn't get suspended. But now you get to that point when you're loved high up enough, you, this is something that can happen, and you can not only survive, but you can thrive off of it. Because you know what? This is awesome for her career. This controversy, Colin Kaepernick is tweeting, I have your back, Jamel, because now this is about politics. Now they're making it about politics. This is going to be awesome for a career. I'm telling you, you can risk getting suspended. You can even use that as a career move, and it works for you as long as you know I'm not going to lose my job. If I have enough people that like me behind me, I can get really out there with stuff, and I can cause controversy, and I can even risk a suspension. If I get suspended, what do I care? It'll be it's it's attention for me. It's attention for the company. People are going to love it when I'm back. More people are going to listen. Whoa, this person is on the edge because they got suspended and this and that. You can risk that. Suspension as a career move is a great thing in radio. As long as it's not something that's going to take you away and suddenly, well, we don't know about this guy. You know, if it's something like a Ponzi scheme, that's a pretty <laughs> bad deal. But other things, suspension as a career move works, and that worked out here. It worked out for her. Worked out for Ryan. Look, the guy got suspended, but he's suspended for the the end of the summer uh, ratings book, which is the least important book in radio. This is why everybody takes their vacations in the summer. And what happens? People look forward to when he's coming back. What's he going to say? Is he going to address it? It's in the blogs. People listen, and suddenly now he's, you know, bad boy on the radio. You know, that, that works. This works as a positive for your career. And it, that, that's the reality. This is, like I said, politics is the backdrop. This is really what this story is about. Yeah, and as you, you've extended to just any other job people are doing, and, and as you're driving around or sitting at home uh, tonight listening to us here from the Geico Studios, we appreciate any minutes you give us as we wax poetic and, and talk about these big things. And when you look at your jobs and, and certainly media being the focus here, that it's the old star treatment policy that, that we talk about on athletic teams that we talk about in entertainment and, and at your jobs. If someone's the, the best seller on your sales team, probably get a little bit raucous, a little bit over the top at the Christmas party or on whatever, you know, company retreat, things get out, out of hand. It probably can just be, ah, oh, there's, there's that guy or, or there's that woman. Uh, they were a little bit out there, but you know what? They're our best performer, so it's easy to just push it away and move forward. Here, it's the the law of is this good for the company? Mm-hmm. Goes back to the old office space, you know, where big names ended up getting excised from their jobs in the media business. Usually, it was after the backlash of a number of large corporate sponsors and advertisers yeah, who see, said, "I'm taking my ball and I'm leaving and going see, elsewhere." But here's the thing, because I get that, but. Like I said, it's not always about just, hey, this is going to work for the company or this is a big name. Because there was a time, remember, at ESPN when I did a segment on Bud Sealy. And I said, morally, he's the worst commissioner we've seen in baseball. Business-wise, he was a genius. But morally, he was bad. And the next day, one of my managers went over that with me. And he said, you know, this is something if Bud Sealy called, you know, I don't think I could save your job. I go, you can't save my job because I said, morally, he's a bad commissioner. If he complained, you wouldn't save my job. Meanwhile, if Colin said it, or if one of the Mikes said it, or Mike Tirico said it, of course they would go to the wall to save those guys' jobs. But because, you know, I'm not loved as high up, or whatever it is, that it would be, well, we, we, we have to, Jason, oh, sure. we have to get rid of you because you said something that was completely 
within within bounds on Bud Sealing. But that's the that's the way. Look, I, like I said, I'm ju- I wish I oh, could shit. have that. I wish I could have that part, but I don't. And and you know, as much as 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 much as it's a situation where I can see through this. Look, that's still at the heart of it. Yeah, I mean, pithy commentary, uh, you know, that I have to inject here is stop talking about the Jets. But the, the <laughs> fact is, is it is, it, you know, you got people that are whose careers are, are made both behind a microphone, behind a desk, but also those in the corporate side that are attached to certain individuals and, and they, they work hand in hand. And certainly it's got it's always looking out for their careers as well as they're climbing the ladder. So, yes, there's a lot of the office politics that go into play and and what's hot and what's going to drive eyeballs and and get the media world spinning and perhaps the Twitterverse in in this particular case. And then you're held to to different levels of of responsibility and agree or disagree with what's said. Hmm. And and people can debate that all. That's not the point of what we're trying to, to accomplish here. It's just the the just knowing that there are different rules for different players in your organization, no matter where you work. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in 15 minutes, it's a Tuesday night. So we give you the real truth, the waiver wire guys you should go after and guys you should back off of in fantasy. But coming up next, a guy I felt really bad for last night. I didn't after I saw his apology video today. That's next on Fox. This night making his head coaching debut. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Great news, great news. Great news for Justin Frostberg. The Dodgers have a lead in the ninth. But great news for you. Go to Geico.com right now, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, what I tell you, is going to be a five-out save for Kenley Jansen. Looks like a four-out save for Jansen. The Dodgers up 5-3 as they bat in the top of the ninth inning. Uh, Jansen came in for the final out of the eighth. Again, the Dodgers looking to avoid falling 39 games above 500 <laughs> instead of 40 games above 500. Uh, but a guy I felt sorry for last night, I now no longer feel sorry for. In fact, I think of him like I think of Rick Pitino. Was it the Chargers kicker? It, no, that was that was he's a, a weapon. That was such a Chargers way to lose a game last night. Did you see how quickly like, like it was? Years. It was like his arm was spring loaded. You see how there, fast <laughs> Frostberg's arm went up? Wow, that was um, like the apple yeah. rising at City Field. Hey, it's a home run for Bobby Bonilla. So last night, Sergio Dip became this internet sensation by giving the following report on Monday Night Football that turned him into the new Boom Goes a Dynamite King. Beth, Coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL. And here he is, having the time of his life this night, making his head coaching debut. No. So that 30-second report lit the internet on fire. (laughs) It's so damn hot. Oh, I never was on a sideline before and had to report on Vance Joseph 
and I didn't know what to do. So I felt bad for him last night because obviously he's not going to turn down an, an assignment like that. I felt bad because ESPN didn't realize and they put him in a position to fail. They got to realize maybe he's not ready for that to make his Monday night football debut. And just because they, you know, Hey, they want to put him on and, and, and look, he's a, he's been a big reporter for ESPN Deportes. We talked about it last night. Uh, maybe they should have thought better and said, okay, let's make sure we have somebody on. That's not gonna you know, just talk about seeing a guy on the screen. When all you got to do for 20 seconds is talk about Vance Joseph last night. They should have gone back to him, give him a chance to get back on and do something positive and, and, and kind of gain a little bit of respect back. I felt bad for him. I no longer feel bad for him because now you realize this is the reality of any kind of business. When someone sees an opening, they're going to take it because as he was the number one trending topic on Twitter all night last night, everybody was Sergio dipping. They were Sergio double dipping. They were Sergio dipping dots. They were, everything was happening. Today, he put a video on social media asking for a second chance to get on Monday Night Football and do a report. And listen to the video he put up to plead his case. Making my debut as a minority on American national TV, the biggest stage out there, on the most heartfelt day in this great country made up by immigrants, and on some people's perspective, it all went wrong. But I truly meant no disrespect, because all I wanted to do was to show some love to these two historical head coaches. Hopefully, I'll have another chance, and be sure I'll make the most out of it. And now I hate the guy. That's the most. What you self- didn't hear Rocky playing in the, the background? Self- First of all, the Super Bowl is a little bit bigger than what a self-serving pity party from a guy who knows. Hey, I have a lot of attention on me right now. What can I do to capitalize on it? I mean, seriously, you sit here and try to say all I was trying to do on this day. So you're so because nine eleven. He dialed so, up hey, to nine eleven. Hey, he did. Yeah. He, he pulled the Rick Pitino card. Hey, when you're mad at me, I'm gonna rem- I'm gonna always cite nine eleven. All right. So whenever something happens, whether it's people banging strippers, you know, I'm gonna make sure people remember nine eleven. Which is why Rick Pitino is a weasel. But now, exactly, this is the same thing. Now you had Sergio Dipko. Hey, on this fateful day on nine eleven. Oh, you're right. Yes, I can't make fun of your broadcast because it's nine eleven. Really? That's the depths you're gonna sink to. For pity, and, and just hearing him talk, the the dripping. Oh, all I was trying to do was pay an homage to these diverse. Co- Your job was supposed to spend twenty seconds talking about Vance Joseph's resume, which was easy. Vance Joseph was a quarterback in college at Colorado. He was a defensive back in the NFL. Here he is tonight. I talked to him before. The game's having the time of his life. Now back up to you in the studio. That's all. You weren't supposed to reinvent anything. You weren't going to supposed to build a better mousetrap. You weren't supposed to reinvent the wheel. You weren't supposed to do any of these things. You were supposed to do a quick hit and go back up. That's what you're supposed to do. You weren't standing up for anybody on an on an important day of 9/11. It wasn't supposed to be a day about immigrants. I mean, oh my god, really? This is what you're doing to try to seize that attention, that pity party? Now I hate the guy. Because I, I realize now I'm going to use this as some incredibly broad scope to make you feel bad for me. Because what I was trying to accomplish, now look what I couldn't do just on this solemn day. Oh, my God, dude, you are broadcasting at a football game. 
All you had to do was to say, hey, you know, last night was not my best effort. I don't know what happened. It was a big Monday night football. And, hey, I'd love another chance to do it again. But instead now you go, you go the depth, you go the 9-11 depths and you'd want to talk about immigrants who have come to the country to make it great. I want to pay an honor to a coach. You're just saying who Vance Joseph is. That's all you're doing. You're reminding everybody Vance Joseph is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. But instead, he goes way over the top, and this turns me off to him instantly. Now, everybody that backed him up during the day, oh, Bob Lee did a whole big thing about trolls on, oh, anybody, well, we, we have your back on this, Sergio. Now, i like to see you now after seeing this video. No, and that's the whole thing is that when we were talking about it last night, sure, there's a percentage of people on Twitter that were looking at it and, and taking it at its face, not going into context of him working for Deportes and English not being his native language, et cetera. Yeah, you had that. For, for us, it was just more from the you didn't put him in a position to succeed and whatever happened, either voices in his head from the producer of, hey, you know what, we got to make this really fast because the next snap's coming up or whatever else is being communicated. If he had a, a pre-planned speech, it went awry very quickly, and that's it. That, that was the end. Understanding the cultural shift and and him coming from, from Mexico and, and in this video also talking about his entire, you know, background and where he was born, and and puts up the, uh, you know, at twenty nine years old. Like, look, no, no, don't no, tell me you're only nobody, 29. Nobody's don't feeling bad for you there. Like if you were twenty one or you were in college, I get it. The moment, so you're twenty nine. You've been doing this way, a long time. You're a professional broadcaster, and, and to that that point, just take the the trolls in stride as you can. And it looked like he was doing that. The initial responses on Twitter. And, and and all of that, it looked like he was just going to laugh it off and move on. And instead, you get this, which is now a career turn, potentially joining one of ABC's soap operas in the middle of the day <laughs> of how could I feel bad for myself and make some grandiose statement? Because that wasn't it. This wasn't a thought piece. This wasn't a Tom Rinaldi or pick your Olympic vignette of I'm going to get some nice orchestral music behind me as I tell somebody's story from from birth to their part of the stage when they're they're coming up on their ice skates or getting ready to run the 400. That's not what this was about. It was 20 seconds of telling you about the new coach of the Denver Broncos. So you're saying it wasn't a think piece about a mid-level band coming to grips with their limitations in the harsh spotlight of stardom. No, I'm not. I'm saying exactly that. It was not one of those thought pieces. It was, here's a new coach. Here's how he's dealing with his new job. Back to you. Sometimes sometimes our business is just horrible. Get him on. Get him over. Get him in. Sometimes our business is just horrible because what people get away with and then use as a springboard for, for certain things, it's amazing. Look, from the Jamel Hill stuff all the way through to this, it re- it really is. I'm really waiting for the guy to yell, "Leave Brittany alone," <laughs> which was ten years ago already. By the I way, I mean, really, I feel so. I felt bad for the guy last night, and now, no, no, no I'm going to capitalize on this and try to draw sympathy from you on this. I'll t- I mean, honestly, I, I I feel like I was duped. I but feel the, like but I the, was all I was trying to do and d- disrespect and tie it to nine on eleven. No one's disre- that makes no, no sense you, whatsoever. You didn't, say anything, you didn't say anything to disrespect anything. All you did was was biff your entire update. You didn't sit here and say, hey, you know, today, like, today is 9-11, but whatever, we're talking football. No, there was no disrespect. No, no, he tried to invent something that's not there to get sympathy for himself. And just I, watching the video, honestly, this is, this is how I felt. Like, I was watching an actor's reel, like, 
he's auditioning for a job, and it says in the in the breakdown, uh, need to be very emotional when talking about this on camera. Film yourself and send it in. And here's the video that the producers and the directors are looking at. Boy, this guy's really emotional. Look, he feels really bad. And, oh, boy, look at all the things he's saying. He just wants another chance. I mean, I feel I'm watching an over-the-top audition for something with this guy. I really, and I felt bad for him. I really did. All he had to say was, hey, I'm sorry that didn't go so well. I hope you all had a lot of fun with it. I look forward to the next chance. Twitter, See you later. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, coming up in one minute. It's Tuesday night. That means you need to know about all the big sudden stars from week one of the NFL and what it means for them going forward. I'm so excited. Oh, Tim, I wish you were a star week one. I'm very, very excited about I know. It. Yeah, Tim, I know. You're, ex- you're going to get so excited you're going to wake up Phil Jackson. So just kind of calm down for a little bit. All right, there we go. That's coming up in a minute. But first, Hello. Uh, Phil, go back to sleep. We've got to talk to Tom Is Looney. Is it the else yet? No, no, no. It's still September. Go back to sleep. All right. Let's get to Tom Looney and what's trending. Uh, the L.A. Dodgers are... This close. You can't see my fingers, but they are this close. Because it's radio. Just yes, remember, exactly. it's radio. It's radio, yeah. so okay. we have to paint the visual. All right. Dodgers are this close. <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 when did whispering suddenly stand in for this close? Yes, they're this close. It's this That's, close. Well, it is the slide over hour, exactly. man. Tom Looney. Thank you. Trying to make some friends. Did you just say slide over Tom Looney? Wow, yeah. okay then. They are this the close. slide over hour. Tom right. Looney making his part. And these slide over out. Absolutely. And if you'll take a look at TV One guys, they are this close. They being the Dodgers, I have to define my pronoun. This close to ending their 11-game losing streak. <laughs> Dodgers in front of the Giants, 5-3 to three in the bottom of the ninth inning with one out. Kenley Jansen, a guy whose first name is an adverb. Kenley Jansen on the mound for the Dodgers. He's their superstar closer. Now, don't tell Dodger fans this, but no team with an 11-game losing streak has ever won the World Series. Uh, the Tribe is on the warpath. Oh! Tying night in Cleveland. The Indians have matched the American League record. They have won 20 in a row. The final tonight, the Cleveland Indians 2, the Detroit Tigers nothing. Tom Hamilton with the call on one of America's great rock and roll stations, WMMS, Cleveland, Ohio. The results of the B sample for John Bones Jones uh, can reveal that he's a two-time loser. Uh, the B sample from UFC 214, uh, 215 has come back. He tested positive again for steroids. John Bones Jones may lose his titles again. And now, more fantasy football waiver wire talk coming up with Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. I know it's not much of a tease, but it's here on this piece of paper. It was written for me. And so I'm reading it like without sounding like I'm reading because I am a broadcast professional. Uh, well, listen, yes. we're doing good news and bad news in the fantasy world. Listen, That's all. Kenley <laughs> is not an adverb. I looked it up while you were talking. Yes, yes. Kenley is not an adverb. I think you've sounded very Kenley yourself tonight. Keenly is an adverb. Kenley oh, Keenly is, is not. also an adverb. No, no, Kenley is not because an adverb. Because it has an L-Y. You, and I, make it you an and I have worked with more than one adverb over the years. We've... Lampley is an adverb, for example. The mellifluousness and licentiousness of this fight, Larry Merchant, what will you say? Then your former loser, Charles Oakley, is uh, is an adverb as well. (laughs) Well, thank you, Mr. Looney. Loser friend, Charles Oakley. Speaking of adverbs, thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. (laughs) 
Uh, it's Tuesday night. That means fantasy. You're trying to get your picks in for who you should pick up for this week. And if you don't play fantasy, you want to know what are your new week one stars going to be going forward? Well, luckily, Mike Harmon and I can figure everything out for you for that in the next couple of minutes. Let's kick things off with your guy, Mike Harmon. Yeah, buddy. Tariq Cohen. The human joystick. All four foot nine inches of him had a huge day on Sunday. People are going to rush to pick him up, and and I'll tell you this. Yes, go pick him up because he could be very good for you, but don't expect last week. Jordan Howard's still going to get the football. He still played very well. He's more of a Sproles guy. Mm -hmm. Don't go into Cohen this week thinking you're going to get Cohen, what you got week one. Don't chase fantasy points. But if you need a flex guy that can be an option for you at running back, yeah, absolutely go get Tariq Cohen. Go out and get him, but just don't expect week one every week. Well, and that's just it. With Cam Meredith going down, now Kevin White, as you look at the Bears' offense, they're trying to find someone to emerge in the passing game. 12 targets for Cohen this week, and certainly that number will dip. But when we look at the the overall... You said dip. I did. I'm having the time of my life. And he did last week, over 100 total yards. Sure, sure. And the touchdown, so a big effort. But you're you're looking at a workload split, but trying to divvy up targets for Mike Glennon while he's still the quarterback there in Chicago is, is finding someone that can catch the ball. Jordan Howard can't. Guys in the receiving core certainly struggling a little bit, as we just had a Joe Namath meme sent to us uh, <laughs> coming off the last story. Uh, but he's certainly worth a look-see at the running back position. You've also got Charles Sims for a couple more weeks at Tampa Bay. You're looking at Alvin Kamara and certainly Javorius Buck Allen in the mix as well. Everybody's going to jump on Kerwin Williams. Uh, you want to paint your fantasy <laughs> team from the outside in as Kerwin Williams. I'm not a big fan of Kerwin Williams. Look, this is not a case where suddenly David Johnson, who's out for 12 weeks, is going to be suddenly, okay, now everything's going to Kerwin Williams. They signed Chris Johnson. Andre Ellington's in the mix. This is going to be three guys getting their fair share of carries. Don't go crazy for this guy. Yeah, he came in and scored a touchdown, but really there was nobody else. Plus, the Cardinals are going to stink out loud. You know why? Because without David Johnson, the Cardinals stink. They stunk on Sunday against the Lions. Their receivers outside of Fitzgerald are a bunch of Jags. You can't keep trying to make John Brown and J.J. Nelson happen. All right? They're just not that good. Carson Palmer was awful. He threw three picks. This is going to be a bad season, and watch. The Cardinals will be in contention for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Right now, it's the four horsemen for the number one pick. The Cardinals, the Colts, the Jets, and the 49ers. Those are your four teams. I like the way you broke that down, especially once you got to the Carson Palmer side of things because you you look at everybody going after Tom Brady post-week one saying, oh, look how old he got. Well, Carson Palmer there, uh, the, the one silver lining for him, he's got the Colts. Uh, this week in Indianapolis. So even without David Johnson, should be able to have himself a day. Uh, seven and a half point road favorites uh, in that one. But certainly I'm not going anywhere near that Arizona running back situation. I still have the solution, though. I, I mentioned Alvin Kamara. You know, they just need to go and trade for Adrian Peterson and put him in a Cardinals uniform. <laughs> and then we can have a bunch He's of trading cards it, that yeah. come out where it's it's an old picture of Evan Smith in a Cardinals uniform and Adrian Peterson. I think that'd be kind of fun. He's not making it past week eight with the Saints. Now, the guy I go after, the guy I make my number one priority. Let's get it. This week, TJ, 
if this fantasy season you would like to be full of Galladay cheer, make a Galladay of a lifetime selection, have a Galladay romance, or be home for the Galladays with Holly Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. It's the Galladay season in Detroit for Kenny Galladay. DJ. Galladay. <laughs> Celebrate. This is why I like Kenny Galladay. He had a big week, week one, absolutely, but he's a big receiver. He's fast. Never heard of him. He's going to get red zone targets. Not that he suddenly is going to turn into Calvin Johnson, but the opportunity is there for him in that Lions passing attack. They need another target. Look, besides Golden Tate, Marvin Jones had a nice little appearance, but you that's, know Marvin that's Jones, what he does in the beginning he's great of the, the first three weeks yep. and he disappears. Galladay is that guy. The Lions were high on him early in the preseason, and now you see after week one, he's going to be one of Matthew Stafford's go-to guys, probably at the expense of Ebron. I would say who's going to catch balls instead of that's where you're going to go, and eventually you're going to see Marvin Jones just disappear. But that's the guy I go after first is Galladay. Well, and let's face it, they still don't have a, a running back they can trust. As much as they want to make Amir Abdullah happen, uh, we no, got to one of the lowest-rated running backs week one. But that's it. That's the point. Is they keep trying to make him happen, and Theoretic is a pass catcher. So you, you don't have a, an established run means more on Matthew Stafford's big-time, highly-paid arm. Uh, going deeper at wide receiver, everybody's all over Cooper Cup. You turn on a television, everybody's spouting off, that was my guy. No, he's my Cooper Cup. <laughs> you stay away from Cooper Cup. You can't reference him because we had him weeks ago. It's like, I'll see you all in hell. It's on the waiver wire, okay? 28%, you have to mention his name. You're good. You can have him back. Uh, <laughs> Jermaine Curse available in 98% Love Jermaine Curse, uh, of yeah. leagues. Uh, seven catches on he's nine targets. Uh, you can go to Kendall right out of the slot again if you're desperate, looking at the Bears wide receiving core. And then you got two more. Alan Hearns, who you remember a couple of years ago was a beast. Alan Robinson's done for the year, lost in all of the greatness of the Jaguars defense and Leonard Fournette was, oh, yeah, their top receiver went down for the year. And when he came over to give him some comfort, Blake Bortles patted him on the injured knee. <laughs> And then you got Nelson Aguilar in Philadelphia. Alshon Jeffrey will disappear or get hurt for some stretch of this season. <laughs> and so you're already seeing potentially that third-year breakout from Aguilar. Uh, more fantasy advice. You got myself on Fantasy Zone every Sunday from first kickoff to the end of the late games. Channel 704 on DirecTV. Fantasy Zone, Channel 704. Mike Harmon alongside Dan Byer giving you all the fantasy advice you need every Sunday morning on the show right here on Fox Sports Radio. 9 to 11 Eastern. We're here for you. Coming up next, we have a very special play of the night. We're going to honor the Indians and, well, just play you something that was said on the air that probably should have been said on the air. And Kenley Jansen suddenly struggling. The Giants have the bases loaded and one out in the ninth. Down two, are the Dodgers going to win or will they lose for the 85th consecutive time? We've got a lot of stuff going on. It's coming up next right here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, breaking news, alert. The Jason Smith Show, Jason Mike Harmon, alert. The Dodgers have won a baseball game, alert. The Dodgers have won a baseball game, stop. The Dodgers have won, stop. This is not a fake, stop. The Dodgers have won, stop. This is not fake news, stop. Mike Harmon, analysis. Stop. A lot of people tweeting out, our long national nightmare is over. This is not a national nightmare. Okay? And in the context of our larger larger scope here in the United States, certainly not that big an issue. But certainly not a national story. 
Okay, this is in Los Angeles. They've won 90 games. They're going to be under 40 games above 500. Oh, no. That's that's the depth of it. Get over it. The Dodgers Come on. have broken their 54-game losing streak. It's their <laughs> first win since the 4th of July where they were undefeated. They beat the Giants 5-3. The Giants made it interesting. They load the bases with one out off of Kenley Jansen, not an adverb, in the ninth. Jansen strikes out the last two batters to preserve the win for the yeah. Dodgers on Clayton Kershaw Day. Do you think it's a coincidence that their losing streak began after the talk of horse meat sandwiches on the show? Hmm. It could be a horse meat sandwich thing? I Remember? Because that was July 3rd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're telling me on July 4th the losing began. Uh, easy, Chewy. So the Dodgers win. They break their losing streak, but... Meanwhile, we're going to talk about streaks, and that is your play of the night. Brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. That is good news, good news, good news. Speaking of streaks, make it 20 in a row, tying a Major League Baseball record for the Cleveland Indians. A record-tying night in Cleveland. The Indians have matched the League record. They have won 20 in a row. The final tonight, the Cleveland Indians 2, the Detroit Tigers nothing. This is for you. <laughs> you hear him in a crowd of 24,000 plus. LeBron James still stands out. Unbelievable. 66% capacity that the Indians played to tonight when they were tying a Major League Baseball record set by the A's in 2006. Well, this is just one where you had a, a close-knit community of almost 25,000 people, and everybody else in Cleveland can beat it because they gave up on their team. They didn't, they didn't find their way to the ball yard. Unbelievable that you know one out of every three seats is available. And Klubot on, on the mound. And don't tell me it's a school night. Can't tell me it's a school night because you know why? Because kids don't have to go to the games. Can leave kids home. Honey, watch. I'm going to go. Yeah, but see, now you've just right doubled now. your cost. It's going to be history. Oh, doesn't honey matter. doesn't get to go either. Yeah, that... or, or you get a you get a babysitter. Babysitters are not cheap. This is this is history. This is history, buddy. And All it's right, Cleveland. Buddy, it's... What else are you doing in Cleveland? Middle September. You're readying for Browns but, no. football. <laughs> I mean, you got a big matchup coming up this week uh, on the road at Baltimore. The hated Ravens coming off a 21-18 loss. Maybe you're still smarting. Maybe you're not ready to go see other sporting events. Maybe you're thinking about. All those games you need to attend to say goodbye to LeBron James. Ah, okay. All right. Maybe you went to Applebee's or another restaurant and you blew your your ticket money. I don't know. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's a tie for the play of the night. Because as good as that was, it may never get better than this. WDSU in New Orleans doing their post-Monday night football coverage last night. This is something that happened very, very late in the night. So technically, we can say the play of the night because it was actually today because it was so late. It was early today. There you go. Uh, WDSU doing their Saints postgame. Of course, the Saints went into Minnesota and got thumped by the Minnesota Vikings. And on the scene was Jim Morris Sr., former Saints coach, former Colts coach, as WDSU was doing their postgame reaction from Minnesota for the game. So you're going to hear the news crew throw out to – Jim Mora and company, Fletcher Mackle, also is hosting the segment with the coach. 
And, um, well, let's just say Jim Mora needs to know when he's actually on live television. Just one game. Just one 15 game. to go. Speaking of the season not being over, let's get back out to our crew in Minneapolis. Fletcher, Sharif, and Coach Jim Moore, the later it gets, the less patient Coach gets with Fletcher and Sharif, guys. Scott just said the later it gets, Jim, the less patient you get with us. Is that true? Who said that? Scott. Scott. <laughs> Tell Scott he's full of <laughs> yeah! He's full of it. How about that? Yes, he is full of it. Yes, we're, we're, we're live. It's okay. It's okay. Um, that's live? That was live. No, it was live. Let's, let's just move past it. Oh my God. It's okay. That's okay. Let's just move past it. Are you um, serious? Yes, we're serious. Um, how about this? Let's hear from Sean Sorry, Payton. Gang. That's okay. Let's hear from Sean Payton right now. I love having the time of his life. I love how happy Jim Mora was that he said the S word on the air. Oh, that, that was live? Oh, that's funny that I said that on the air. Oh, that was awesome. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that reaction. <laughs> Tell him he's full of blank. Oh, we're live? No, we're not live. Oh, we're live? All right. Okay, then. Well, I mean, how else do you react? You're not going to be sorry. Don't, don't plant a flag and then be all sorry about it after people are mad at you. Don't he's, pull a Baker Mayfield. Own it. He's full of blank. You know, I worked the night. Barry Melrose said the S word on the air once at ESPN. This is back when I was in production at ESPN in the mid-90s. And um, they were talking about Barry's hair. You know, Barry Melrose has the big mullet. And Bill Pito, who was hosting NHL Tonight, said, Barry, why'd you have that hairstyle all the time? He goes, what? You think you didn't like it? You think I wanted to look blankly on the air? And he, of course, said the S word with a Y at the end. And then everybody's like, oh. Was it an L-Y, so it was an adverb? Coach just said the S-word, and Barry Merrills didn't know what to do. He just started laughing because he knew he just <laughs> said the S-word on the air. And he goes, ha, 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 We didn't know what to do. We're like, oh, my God, we're going to get sued. Oh, my God, we're going to get sued because he just said the S-word on the air. We're going to get sued. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Cable about, television. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca. From Mike Harmon, I'm Jason Smith. Coming up next, a very happy because the Dodgers won. Ben Maller. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 